Hello, welcome to another episode of Unpacking Neuroqueerness. In this episode, <clears throat> I wanted to talk about why it legitimately feels like disability rights are the last priority in progressive spaces when it comes to um, social justice. Now, this begins with the extraordinary lack of awareness that I feel like there is around ableism, uh, because many people don't even know what ableism is, um, and also autistophobia, which more people are not familiar with probably, but it basically, ableism is discrimination um, against disabled people in short, even though it goes made way deeper than that. Uh, and autistophobia is essentially prejudice against autistic people and, um, yeah, you know, just um, aversion to autistic people. And uh, even uh, calling your autistic uh, co-worker or your autistic friend weird um, or quirky would qualify as uh, autistophobia. Anyways, um, widespread, there is also widespread blatant mocking of people with ADHD-related timelines. The fact that a young girl with ADHD went on the internet about a month ago to talk about how she was really upset. She was actually crying in the video that she was being yelled at for struggling with time blindness and needing accommodations at work, such as setting your own setting her own schedule, which I've talked about before, is a very helpful accommodation for neurodivergent people because they it, it studies have shown that you are actually more productive when you're able to set your own schedule, particularly if you're a neurodivergent person that has spurts of hyper focus and executive dysfunction and um uh it, it is difficult to regulate this the spurts of hyperactivity and executive dysfunction and that's essentially what ADHD really is. It's a different for for a lot of people now. It's going to be different for for every individual. But for a lot of people, it's the difficulty to regulate attention and hyperactivity. It's not really a deficit, which so many would argue it's, it's named incorrectly. But anyways, moving on, uh, just going back to that point I made about how little people actually know about the terms ableism and autistophobia, I had someone recently comment, on my TikTok, since we're on the topic of TikTok, I posted a TikTok saying that there would be no more ableism in my on my account because I had been engaging with quite a few trolls um, that came over after I uh, started to make videos calling out people that were blatantly mocking this girl that had time blindness and needed needed accommodations by calling her lazy and telling her that she just needed to be on time. Uh, and uh, even a lot of um, people that identify as disabled or ADHD themselves saying that it was on them to change and, you know, it's their responsibility and so she has to change. And I understand that maybe they've been conditioned to think that, that they don't deserve support or accommodations, but 
a lot of people have varying levels of support needs um, and a lot of people do really need accommodations in place in order to be able to thrive and not be burned out and exhausted and to be quite honest a lot of times um, ending up people end up suicidal because they are not getting their needs met needs met they're constantly exhausted and burned out anyways uh, I know this episode, I'm, I'm going all over the place, but yeah, it. I got really, I started, I mean, I knew how bad it was. I knew how much um, misinformation and misunder and just lack of understanding there is around disability, but this was like another um, big eye-opener, how an entire online community of a platform with surprisingly a lot of progressive people were just blatantly mocking this girl. And this is so infuriating because these are people that would otherwise call themselves progressive, call themselves pro-social justice, um, anti-racist and anti-homophobia and everything and anti-sexist. But they're still continuing to engage in extremely ableist behavior. So it's like that's what makes me feel um, like ableism is still so widespread in in the community. I don't know if I even got to, yeah, I didn't even get to the comment on my TikTok, but someone, after I posted the video saying there would be no more ableism on my account because I was getting trolls that were coming over and trolling me because I was trying to defend the so-called time blindness girl, that's what she was end up ended up being called instead of disabled person that was asking for support she was getting blatantly mocked and called the timeline this girl and so someone commented on my video they said quote I don't know what ableism is but I would definitely make fun of it so that's what people think that's what people think about disability and about disabled folks and I see videos online of People mocking their friends for having um, impaired neuromotor skills where they can't um, hold their fork. Like, and I, I actually struggle with that. Uh, I, I, not so much with forks, but with tying knots and stuff. And so people are just like openly mocking disability, like, oh, that friend of yours who can't hold their fork or something, and making it like a joke. It's very, very disgusting to see how normalized this kind of stuff is. And I don't know if I would see people have this kind of blatant prejudice against other minority groups. Um, so, and, and still constantly, I'm constantly seeing ableist treatment ads for neurodivergence. And I've already talked about how I prefer the term support rather than treatment. I find that a lot of us do need help, but we need it in form of support, not treatment. We're not trying to get rid of our disability because people don't realize, particularly when it comes to autism and ADHD, these are the neurodevelopmental disabilities. So these are essentially differences in the brain that can cause us to struggle with certain things. But because there are differences in the brain, there aren't things that go away. They're inherently part of us. And 
by people don't understand they say that they want to remove the autism you can't remove the or the ADHD you can't remove the autism and the ADHD from a person without removing their core identity like there people don't realize but there are a lot of positive things about autism and ADHD such as hyper focus direct communication literal thinking so you do away with uh, the autism or the ADHD neurotype you're doing away with the entire brain structure of the person and that does away with their good traits too and not necessarily that the other ones are bad it's just the fact that there are traits that are more disabling that we need support for but there is this very ableist narrative in society, uh, this this perspective, this approach of trying to cure or fix disability, and it's what we really need is we need support. Uh, it's not a cure, it's not a fix, it's not changing who we are, it's supporting us and giving us access to tools such as speech and um, neuromotor th you know, therapies and, and such things like that these aren't removing these aren't making us less autistic or ADHD these are supporting our autistic and ADHD selves anyways uh, organizations such as autism speaks speaking on behalf of autistic people as if they were helping autistic people but it actually run by neurotypicals considered by the autistic community as a hate group because they raise millions of dollars every year for eugenics research, which is studying how to get rid of disability and consequently disabled people, how to get rid of autistic people. It's also very racist. It's um, promoting this idea of a so-called perfect race uh, and harmful conversion therapies like ABA, um, which I do acknowledge if done correctly in the neurodiversity affirming way, it is not um, like the ABA of the past, but the concept and the history of ABA was created around making autistic people less autistic and keeping them from stimming, which is actually nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. It's, these are little self-stimulatory self behaviors like fidgeting that we do to regulate our uh, sensory and emotional input and um, a lot of times these are harmless things that we do such as fizzing or twirling with our hands that aren't hurting or affecting any other people now there are more intense forms of hard stimming um, and when it comes to that you want to identify uh, what the trigger there, there's a sensory trigger that's causing the child to stim hard or to hurt themselves or whatever may be happening so that needs to be looked into I'm not saying that all stimming is good that there is not dangerous stimming but I'm just saying that we need to look in when it becomes dangerous stimming instead of being like oh we need to make them not stim we need to figure out why what is causing that stimming so we can remove the trigger it's the same concept as we need to put out the fire instead of just silencing the fire alarm anyways there are organizations out there like Autism Speaks that like to prey on people that don't know much about autism and scare them and portray autism and as this terrible disease that's going to like take over your child or whatever. And then, you know, they get people to donate because they're desperate, because they're scared, because they think they're helping. 
and then they, they fund this eugenics research and harmful therapies that I've just talked about, which are basically trying to make autistic people less autistic and so many other problematic things about autism speaks. Um, but I, I already made an episode about them, episode 14, and perhaps I'll go back to, to that sometime soon. But um, in essence, I just wanted to use them as one of the examples, one of the points that I'm using in this episode to show why it feels like disability rights are the last priority in progressive spaces. And I, I feel like that really needs to change. And one of the main things that needs to happen in order for that change to become reality over time is more and more people talking about it, more and more people destigmatizing disability. We need to destigmatize disability or we, people are going to continue to be harmed by the system. Suicide rates will remain high if we do not continue to destigmatize this. So that's all I have to say for today. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, I hope you were able to get something out of it. Um, I know it was kind of a word vomit. I had a lot of different things to say and I just kind of margled, mar I just put them all together and, you know, told that, basically made those points. Um, it is a very ADHD style of, um, of going through things or, or telling something, you know, you go back to something and you remember something and you, you talk about this other thing. But then eventually, um, I hope eventually I was able to get back to the main points. Uh, I also have an exciting announcement to make. I am in the process of getting a new microphone um, thanks to a generous donation from my grandmother who's a loyal listener of this podcast. Um, so stay tuned for, for the next few episodes. Uh, hopefully within a few episodes I'll have that new microphone and hopefully the sound quality will be um, much better, for, for especially for those of you who've been listening for a while. Some of you may know I just started this podcast out of my bedroom like six or eight months ago because I wanted to talk more about neurodiversity and things that I was listening to on other podcasts and I, I just I had a lot to say myself about it and so you know I've decided to start this and I did and it ended up um, becoming way more popular than I had thought it would and that's been really great and really exciting, but it's also uh, made me think, you know, it's um, made me start thinking more seriously about upgrading my equipment and, um, you know, bringing more, more guests on and having more interesting topics for everyone because now I have more people listening and so I want to make sure I'm doing a good job of, of keeping people engaged with topics that they're interested in. So um, thank you once again for listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll see you next time.